today uh, we start the, um, uh, the journey along with Abraham because it was all about a journey. It was all about the, uh, the journey of faith. And so I feel like what incredible timing this is for our church. It's a journey of faith because we were at a location for a little over four and a half years and God has, was speaking to us. God was moving in our hearts about uh, our next move and our next location. And we just felt like because of other conversations we were having, God was telling us, hey, get ready. I'm about to relocate Lake Point Church. And so we were waiting and watching and just waiting to hear from the Lord. But the thing about Abraham is that Abraham, like Daniel said last week, Abraham was, was worshiping uh, other false gods before God called him. He, he was worshiping uh, gods because that's what his family did. He didn't know any better. And so one day, God approached Abraham. God approached Abraham. Abraham was not on a, on a search to approach God. Abraham did not approach God. God approached Abraham. God called. God moved in close and introduced himself. You know, that's how it happens with us as well, with new believers. New believers, it's the move of the Holy Spirit that causes people to listen and to become aware of what's happening around you. It could be circumstances. It could be people speaking in their life. It could be something maybe they've read, maybe a book that someone gave them, or whatever it is, maybe a, a passage in God's word that someone passed over to them. But the Holy Spirit will move in, and the Holy Spirit will approach us. That's, that's how it happens. He knocks on the, on the door of our heart, and we're the ones who open it. And that's exactly what happened to Abraham. God approached Abraham. And so just like um, what happened in this, um, with the Lake Point Church, God approached us about starting Lake Point Church. And so, but, but with this call and with this approach with Abraham, you've got to understand something. Abraham was not a perfect person. <laughs> and obviously there, there, is no, there is no perfect people on this earth. But Abraham was not a perfect person, and he did have flaws. But one thing you gotta understand is that God does not call perfect people. You know, we look at a, a, a man like Abraham, the father of our faith, and we think, of course God would call Abraham. What an amazing man. Why would God ever want me? Well, let me tell you something. You how imperfect you may, you may be and, and the struggles you may have in your life, you're not that far from where Abraham was. Abraham was an average guy and he was worshiping other things in his life. Doesn't that kind of describe us sometimes? We're average people, sometimes worshiping other things in our life, especially before we meet Christ, before we come to Christ, before he approaches us. 
And so Abraham was not a perfect person because God does not call perfect people. You don't have to fix yourself to become perfect. And we encourage, and I know you, you agree with this, we encourage people who are messed up in their life to come into this facility. It doesn't matter what they've done. It doesn't matter what they look like. We want people to come just as they are. So because God doesn't call perfect people, that leaves us with some gratitude <laughs> because we're un- we are not perfect people as well. Uh, in Genesis chapter one uh, through three, uh, one verse three, it says this, the Lord has said to Abram, and he was Abram first, that was his original name, and he will, he will change his name later. The Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. So that one sentence command, one sentence instruction. Hey, Abram, I need you to leave your father's house, your, your, where you live and go to a land I'm gonna show you. Verse two, I will make you into a great nation. So here's where the promise comes in. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Isn't that amazing that God would, would just pick out an average guy, an average guy who doesn't follow God, and his first introduction to this creator of all things, he tells him, look, I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna bless you beyond you can ever imagine. And whoever talks bad about you, or whoever you know, you know, disowns you, whoever doesn't go along with you, guess what? I am going to take your side. And, and, and just like that, that scripture said, whoever curses you, I will curse. God will curse. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And what he's saying is that's prophecy. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you because down the line of Abram, you're going to find Jesus Christ born through that lineage, through that nation, through that family. And so through Christ, Jew, Gentile, Gentile, those who aren't Jews, Jew and Gentile will be blessed through Abram. Will be blessed and all people can come to God through Jesus Christ. So that's where Abram's journey begins. God states this as a promise and then as a challenge. This is also where your faith journey begins. There are seasons where God wants to bless you or to improve things in your life. You, it, it, it's okay to live your life like God wants to bless you. Now, when I say bless you, I don't mean he's, he's going to bless you with you know, a, a lot of rich things like rich cars and houses and and a pool and, and all kinds. That, that, that's not what we live for. That's not the gospel. But he's going to bless you in more ways than you can ever imagine. It could be a blessing of, of contentment, of happiness, of health, of relationships, 
have great marriage, have great kids following after Christ, okay? And, and it could be blessings, obviously, of, of things like a great job, you know, of, of taking care of you, and, and maybe leadership position to where his name will be glorified because his name is, is within you. So he wants to bless you and he wants to do great things for you. And he, I believe, he could be calling you to a journey, to begin a journey. So let's talk about your journey. What journey does God want you to take? What journey does God want you to take that will result in major improvements in your life? You could be, you could be sitting here today thinking, you know, Frank, I, I, I've got these things that have been hovering over me, and, and I really know that God has been telling me, I, I, we, we need to take care of this, or we need to have this improvement happen in, in, in my life. Because I feel like if, if these improvements were to be made, then I feel like we can, uh, my life could be better suited to glorify God. Perfect example, we're sitting in a room right now that it was awful. This stage, uh, literally where I'm standing, somebody fell through it <laughs> when we were tearing out the floor. You know, their leg and everything. And so we, we have done lots and lots of work. We've done lots of improvements just on this room right here. N nonetheless, out there as well. So we've made lots of improvements. Why? Because we're gonna glorify God with those improvements. We're gonna share the gospel. We're gonna sing his praise. People are gonna be invited in. Lives are gonna be changed. We're making improvements right here, not for us, but for him and for them. And so God wants to do the same thing in your life. He wants to make these improvements because he's thinking, you know, if we could just make these improvements in this area, then that I could use you in greater ways. Not saying that God can't use you just like you are. Yes, he can, but he can, he can use you exponentially just with some improvements in your life. And tell me, I'll tell you right now, this sermon is for me as well because there are some improvements God wants me to make in my life. So, for example, Maybe God wants to bless you physically, but the journey requires that you maybe stop smoking, stop drinking, or stop overeating. Or let's say that God wants to bless you with emotional stability, but the journey requires you to maybe you know, change, your, change your relationships. You know, make that sacrifice. Cut the ties with certain people. Maybe that, that boyfriend and that girlfriend is, is causing you to do some things that are outside of God's word. It's time for you to cut that. Or how about financial blessings? That, that journey will require you to leave your self-indulgent ways and instead be more generous by giving a full 10% offering to the Lord on a regular basis while making changes in your spending habits. There are so many journeys of faith, so many improvements we can make in our life, whether it be marriage, career, and holiness. And here's what I believe. I believe that most of us here today have been called by God to begin 
a journey of faith. And that journey of faith begins with a covenant. Now, let me, let me say this. There are people in this room who have even been recently baptized at our last baptism service that you have decided, I'm on this journey of faith. I believe there's something bigger out there, and I believe that Jesus died for me, and I believe that Jesus wants to use me, and I want to give my life to him. And so you are on a journey of faith. You, you may not know totally what that looks like, and that's okay. That's, that's what the faith is about. And so as you have been made that decision, and if you have been baptized, and, and, and you have shown others, I'm on this journey, you have made a covenant with the Lord with that, that decision. You've made a covenant with the Lord. Lord, I'm going to do my best to live my life for you. I'm gonna give you glory. And, and in return, God, God's gonna use you and God is going to bless you, just like he told Abraham. And so whatever that journey of faith is, whether it be a spiritual journey of faith, whether it be a journey of faith to improve some areas in our life, and you probably know what those are. Okay, I'm thinking of a couple in my life right now. Even as I was writing the sermon, I was like, man, this, really, this is really a frank sermon. <laughs> so whatever those improvements are, it's a journey of faith because there are some sacrifices that will need to be made, and it begins with a covenant. God established a covenant or a promise with Abraham. A covenant is a promise. He established that with Abram. They both agreed to do their part. What is a covenant or what is a promise with God? What does your promise look like? What does your covenant with God look like? What part do you have in your covenant? What have you told God that you would do? And, and whatever area that you need to make improvements, what a journey, whatever journey that you're about to, to start or you feel like you need to start or maybe you're in the middle of, what promise needs to be made? What covenant needs to be made with God? Because Shall I say that if, if God calls you on a journey, there needs to be something from you telling God, God, I covenant with you. I covenant with you. Lord, I need to improve my marriage. And if I need to improve my marriage, then I need to do these certain things. And I promise you, I will do these certain things, whether it be marriage counseling, whether it be you know, being more of a servant, whether it be removing time from other things and focusing time on this, whatever those things are, what is your covenant? Because if you make your covenant with God, your promise and your covenant with your spouse will be much stronger. And, and whatever area you're, you're talking about, it doesn't have to be marriage. Wherever you feel like God is asking you to make, whatever improvements. And if you're sitting here today, it's like, I, I can really think of major improvements. Ask God and he will show you. But you might even be thinking people in your life that might need some improvements in their life. 
And if they're seeking uh, God's, God's help with that, you need to say, what promise have you made with God? What covenant have you made with God? So it begins with the covenant. It begins with a promise. Uh, there's, there's, uh, there's a difference, as you probably know, between a journey and a walk. God asked Abram to go on a journey. When you walk daily with God, it seems like he's providing wisdom and guidance and a steady stream. However, when you answer the call to go on a journey, just remember that it will take longer because that's what journeys do. It takes longer. Uh, This past summer, uh, I've shared this a few weeks ago, a few months ago, our family was able to go on a journey uh, during my sabbatical. We went to Colorado Springs. That, that was not a drive. <laughs> it was not a drive. It was a journey. Journey. Eight people in a vehicle just through Kansas alone. It's a journey. You just got to, you, you got to, you, you're determined, right? You're determined. And the covenant that you made with the Lord <laughs> you will not pull over and just, you know, spank every child, you know. But a journey is what it takes. It's not a walk. When you, when you feel like God is telling you to make some improvements and he's, he's there to help you and he's there to guide you, it, don't think. It, that's not a walk. That's not a walk. It's not going to be fixed in a day, in a week, in a month. It is a journey. So it's going to take patience. And it's going to take you understanding God's timing. Because when you're on a journey, God, at least in my experience, and you can even read in in Abram's experience, God, his word, his messages to you are more spread out on a journey. It's like when I'm driving through Kansas on that journey and I see a sign, I'm like, yes, it's a sign. And then it tells how many miles and you're just depressed. And then, you know, 50 miles later, 50 miles later, you see another sign. Well, if you're driving, if you're just on a drive from here to Atlanta, you're going to see lots of signs. That's how God speaks. When we walk with him daily, he gives us, he speaks to us, especially when we, when we keep that prayer open-ended. Say, God, I'm going to say amen, but just know this, I need you speaking to me throughout the day, and I'm going to invite you in, whether it be going from meeting to meeting or driving to wherever, you know, about to start a class or, or about to start a phone call or a new project or whatever that is, I'm going to invite you in. And so, Lord, I want you to speak. And so you are walking with God, and he is speaking. Well, when he has you on a journey, it's like, all right, Lord, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. So not only does it take a promise, it takes patience. When you decide When you and God both decide, hey, it's time to go on a journey, that journey of faith, it's going to take patience. You new believers, if you are a fairly new believer, you need to be patient. You need to be patient with yourself. It's not going to be fixed overnight. 
Your life is not gonna just, your, your actions are not gonna be fixed just overnight. Give yourself some patience. Now, you're going to see some change, and most of that's internal. You're gonna be like, you're, maybe a cuss word is slip. You're gonna be like, for some reason, that doesn't sound right anymore. But there's still gonna be some, some baggage left behind. There's still gonna be some things left behind. And that's okay. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with yourself. And, and, and whatever your journey is going to be on, be patient with yourself. Whether it be financial journey improvements in finances or marriage or relationships, whatever it is, be patient with yourself. Did you know how long it took between the promise and then the fulfillment of God's promise for Abram? Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless you. Everyone will be blessed by you. I'm going to bless you. And and that involves a son. 25 years. 25 years. Between the promise and the fulfillment. A son. 25 years. That is patience. So, Whatever land God has called you to, that land in your life that God has called you to, you're gonna, it's going to take a promise, and it's going to take patience. Let me ask you just a few questions to kind of help you with, with this journey, with this new land. And so the, these are questions I, I just want you to answer just kind of quickly or just kind of keep in your, in your mind. So are you seeing God's will, are you seeking God's will deliberately and passionately? Do you, the area in your life that needs improvement, are you seeking God's will for that? How about this? If God were to have you leave your comfort zone to take on the challenges of the unfamiliar land, how would you respond? If God is calling you today, this week, next month, to leave this and make improvements and go to a land, just like Abram, he called Abram to do. Look, Abram, I want to bless you, but look, buddy, it's going to take you relocating. It's going to take you relocating. It's going to take you, and I'm going to promise you, but it's, there's going to be a covenant. There's, it goes both ways, and it's going to take patience. It's going to take those things. So, If God calls you, how would you respond? Or here's the third question. Are you making obedience too complicated? Are you making obedience too complicated? Don't complicate the obedience. Don't complicate the obedience. Just just do it. You know, I'm someone that I've been known, and I tell myself this all the time, I deliberate too much. I, de- I just, I deliberate too much. Okay, and, and, and y'all know my wife, Suzanne. I mean, she is, she, everybody loves Suzanne. There's not a single person that doesn't love Suzanne. And she's beautiful and everything. But look, it took me four years to ask her to marry me. Four years. I told her the other day, it's like, if I knew what I know now, six months tops. I'm on my knees and I'm giving you a ring and asking for your hand. 
But it's like I deliberate too much. You know, when, when you and I deliberate too much, we stall, we stay. Well, I, I need to make these improvements in my life, and so I need to set up all these systems, and I need to do all this stuff and, and everything, but y'all, don't complicate it. Don't complicate it. Get up and move. Get up and move. Relocate. Whatever area in your life that needs improvement, get up and relocate and go to the land God has called you to. That land of a better marriage, better finances, that land of better parenting, that land of a better career, health, etc. It's waiting for you to arrive, but it will take promise and it will take patience. You know, we strongly believe that God has called our church, Lake Point Church, on a journey of faith to a new land. At that future location, we can fully become the church we were created to be. Now, it doesn't mean that we're not doing great stuff because we've been doing lots of great stuff through the power of God the last four and a half years. But there's a, a location, there's a future land, and I've shared how all this happened, but there's a future land that God has called us to, and he's telling us, you need to go, because there, I'm going to bless you even more. I'm going to bless my church. It's not about Lake Point Church. It's about the Big C Church. It's about him receiving the glory. Look what I've done. I'm going to bless my church, just like I bless my bride I bless my bride with encouraging words. God wants to bless his church. And you will be fully, incredibly blessed when you go to the land I'm gonna show you. He's shown us that. And it's just right around the corner. You see, just like Abram, we as a church can't make ourselves into a great church. We can't make ourselves into a great church. That is God's job. You can't make yourself into a better person. That is God's job. That is God's job. But you can walk in obedience. You can join with him in a covenant. You can have this journey of patience because that's what it's gonna take, but it's God's job. Just like Abram, we need to begin walking. We need to obey. This church journey will also take great patience. Sure, we could try to go borrow all the money to purchase the land and start our first building phase, but that would not be wise because we're, that's not increasing our faith. First of all, we don't feel that God's telling us to do that. It goes against how God's moving in us as a church and leadership. But it's gonna take patience. It's gonna take patience. And over the next several weeks, you're going to see more things happening about this land. In fact, four weeks from today, we're gonna be unveiling the master plan of what God has for that property. And you don't want to miss that. And then we're going to be rolling out some things, getting ready 
for our five-year anniversary in February. And all of that is all about what God has for us. But let me warn you something as, uh, as we close out. Along the journey, we're going to be tempted to get sidetracked. That is what happened to Abram. It, where we read in, in, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, if you just go back just a few verses, in, in chapter 11, verse 31, it says this, Terah, his father, took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of his son Abram, and together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. So they already tried to go to the land of Canaan. But then when they got to Haran, they're like, yeah, that's nice. We're just going to settle here. We're just going to settle here. And then later on, his father died and as they were living in Haran and God spoke to Abram, look, you need to go to Canaan. You need to go to Canaan. So what this is, is it's a warning for, for us as a church and also for you as well. Don't settle and get sidetracked in where you're not supposed to be. You may think, okay, well, this is good enough. This is nice. Don't settle there. If God has called you, to go on a journey, never settle for anything other than the promised land. For Lake Point Church, we have stopped right here at this facility. This is our Haran. All right? This is our Haran. But we ain't staying here. We're not staying here. We're not going to be settled here. This is not the land. The land is over there. So even though things look nice and we've done a lot of work, this is not our home. Our home is over there. And so we're going to continue on our journey. And so I need your help as a church. And I love that this is just, you know, a home, you know, home group meeting here today. And I know we got a lot of regular members out, but help me spread the word. This is not our home. We're just passing through. We're not gonna settle here. We're gonna settle somewhere else. Our Canaan land is just right over there. And it's beautiful. And next Sunday, you don't want to miss this. Next Sunday evening, and obviously next Sunday morning is where we're inviting the community to come out and receive mailers. And you invite some people in the morning service. We'll squeeze everybody in here. It's good. But next Sunday evening, y'all, we're going to do a prayer walk. We're going to do a prayer walk over there, that new location at 5 o'clock. Please don't miss that. Please don't miss that. And we're going to do a really, really good activity on that that you don't want to miss. It's, it's, it's going to be something you'll always remember. So 5 o'clock next week, 
This is not our home. This is just Haran. Our Canaan is right over there. Your Canaan, your land for what God wants to do in your life. God is showing you. Make a covenant with God. Make a promise. Tell God what you're going to do. Be patient with the journey. It's a journey. It's not a stroll. It's a journey. And just know this. God's going to bless you for it. God's going to bless you for it. Trust me on that. Let's uh, bow our head and close your eyes. As we just have this time of prayer, I just want you to, I want you to think of that area in your life that you know you just need improvements. It could be a small area. It could just be something really big. Maybe, maybe not many people even know about it. But, but I want you to ask God to help you with that promise and that covenant. What does that look like? You may even know what that promise looks like. If it, if it does, and if you do, then, then go ahead and say it. Say it to him just in your heart. Lord, I, I promise to do these certain things that will show that I'm walking towards that new land. You told me to go. Now I'm walking. I'm tired of deliberating. I'm tired of, of, of making it confusing. I just want to obey. And that's all he's asking us to do. And then ask God, Lord, give me patience. Give me patience. Let, remind me, Lord, that this is a journey. This is a journey.